0: Thanks for listening to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons.
0: Yeah. 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 That was a good intro. You did a good job. Yeah. Are you making fun of me right now? No, we're good. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Nina was testing out this new intro she was thinking about doing. And right beforehand, I was like, dude, don't do it. Just let the guy that we paid that does our intro do it.
1: I know. I was just trying to change it up a bit, which reminds me. Um, People so don't like
0: change in this world. They don't well, like I to do. adapt.
1: Well, I do. We are going to do things a little differently today. And let me give you a little backstory as to what the F happened. I had this huge, huge episode like prepared for was talking about it to myself in the car this morning in the shower, like while working.
0: And answering herself.
1: I was. And, you know, five five fifty five PM is the time right now. Rolls around. You
0: know what five straight fives is? Positive changes in spiritual symbol symbology.
1: Anyways, this time rolls around and we're sitting down to record and I just start to think like, you know, I don't want to talk about anything serious today. I don't want to be here preaching or talking or th- anything serious. I just don't want to do it today. Like I want to be light and airy, and I want things to just flow off the top of my head. Like just no pressure.
0: Because you weren't. You had a short fuse. I had a short fuse today. And I, I was like, Nina, <laughs> you put you put all this effort into this long topic you want to talk about. It's going to be so great. And then we started talking about it, and you were like getting snappy, and I was yeah, like, I was. Hey, we don't need to be preaching to the people. Let's just tell them something fun. fun. Let's let's lighten it up a little bit yeah. for them.
1: So we're light we're lightening the mood a little bit. So this episode. It's going to be a little nostalgic. Uh, Not everyone knows our story. So we're going to tell our story about how we met, what has happened over the course of the last 10 years, how we've changed, what had happened, how we reconnected, the ups and downs that I had to bear alone to make sure. this happen <laughs> and to make it even
0: more challenging i've placed a mirror directly in front of my face so i can stare deep into my own soul Stop. as i tell the story this this age-old love story Stop. of a mixture of reincarnation lifelong attraction and astral symmetry yeah okay. count it
1: let's start okay so it is now 2019 you're 32 no you're 33
0: false i'm 32
1: oh, 32 i'm 30. 30-
0: <laughs> you, yeah, just remember how, remember how old you are, you know? You were born when? 31. It's, you know, it's easy to forget your own age sometimes. No, I just
1: don't like saying anything over 30.
0: Who cares? Uh, okay. I'm going to be like 88, and I'm going to be Diddy Harlem shaking on him, two-stepping in the back of the club still.
1: I just want to look like I'm 28 forever, that's all. As long as that happens. <laughs> well, thanks
0: 30. to advances in modern science and technology, that's not happen. unrealistic that's to right.
1: think. I'm going to make it happen. Anyway, so going back to when I was 22, I want to say... 23 Gosh. maybe
0: you were so young at the yeah time.
1: something like that i the only school, and i was
0: only 15 so nina was a cougar in heat
1: <laughs> you're like a year and a half older than me okay anyway it was the only law school that i got accepted into out of the country and when i say that i mean that literally i applied to almost every single law school in the country because my parents literally threatened to kick me out if i didn't get in somewhere so the pressure was on and and I had applied. Well, I got into one other one, Widener, actually, in Delaware. But I didn't pass her summer program, so I got kicked out of that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, just listen, like this is how unique things happen when it comes to like intelligent design within yeah. the universe. It's
1: weird, like you, we can only connect the dots backwards now, right? Yeah. So anyway, I think life is ending. I have to move to Michigan. Who the hell wants to go to Michigan? I sure didn't. Never been there before. Now I have to go to Michigan for like two or three the goal was to finish law school in two years. Normally law school is three years. The unique thing about this school was that if I went through all year straight through, I could be done in two years.
0: Quick question, though. How are you wanting to do this? Because just so for our f- listeners know, we didn't like plan this out. So I just want to be curious. Yeah, are, we you wanting to, are you wanting to tell the story like you're telling your version and I'm telling mine? Or do you want us to like chime in back and forth? Like when you said no, something. No, chime in back and forth. Oh, well, then before you get to that, let okay. me pause you for a sec. Okay. So Nita just mentioned how she like just went to the school. I had applied to a couple different schools, but I was under like a time crunch, needed to make a decision. This was the first one I heard back from. And I ended up just pulling the trigger right away and going to this particular school in Michigan. (laughs) What's so funny? Great twist. Plot Um, twist.
1: So, okay, so we end up in Michigan.
0: But Well, the point of that is, is that you... It's almost like we were specifically designed to go to this based off, like, the circumstances that you had and the circumstances that I had. But for that, hashtag Paul's graph, negligence analysis... But you know
1: what? Now that I think about it, you were even a year... Behind,
0: I, I yeah, right? I didn't. I was a year older from a school yeah. perspective, and I actually waited a full year after I graduated from school. That's right. Before I applied to law school, I was working at a law. So firm if you at the
1: normally time, were to go, then I would have been a year ahead. You would have been already in law so school like, somewhere.
0: Whoa! I just thought of something. So this even brings it back even further. So I got in a really bad car accident when I was in my last year of college. And I had to drop out of school that semester. That forced me to go from Mizzou, University of Missouri, Columbia, where I was at. And and then I came back and finished up at University of Missouri, St. Louis. But I took a semester off. So then I had to remake up that semester. So technically, I didn't graduate. I was one semester late for graduating from college because I had to take that medical leave. And that pushed me a year back because of that car accident which means then I worked at the law firm that pushed me back and then aligned me to go to that school at the exact same time that you did. Yeah. So if you really think about it, but for that car crash that I was in, that caused me to have to remove myself from one semester of school because like halfway through the semester and I couldn't go to class, I w- we would have never met.
1: You're welcome for the car accident. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Lords of car crashes. <laughs>
1: Whoever did that. Anyway, so that happens. And in April of 2011, unbeknownst to me, Brian is going to... What's wrong? Uh-oh. Oh. Sorry guys, he spilled his tea on the table. Anyways, he's driving up to Michigan and me too. Actually, let's be really honest. I was in Korea. I didn't want to go to Michigan. And I took a 2-month trip to Korea.
0: Which is funny cuz Nina's not a big fan of Korea and I like think it's well, a really Hold cool on. Place.
1: My my ex-boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time was there though, and that's why I was there. So and no, guys, he was not Korean. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's there teaching teaching abroad. So I'm there for two months and I kind of just left. You know, I told my parents, like, if you're going to make me go to law school in a city that's like 15 hours away in Michigan, of all places, then I'm just going to go off and live my life for two months and do whatever I want. So off I go. I'm gallivanting in Korea. And every time I think about the United States or I think about my life in general, I get like anxiety like while I'm in Korea because I do not want to go to Michigan. Which is funny, which
0: is interesting because, well, I had never lived there before we went there, but we learned this when we were there. Michigan has two seasons. They have frigid Arctic ice cold winter time. And then they have construction season. So it's like freezing cold for half of the year. And then when it starts to get nice, it was so cold and they put so much salt on the road that it like messes up the roads. And so they're constantly doing construction in the spring and summertime. So you're having to take detours all over the place because all the roads are all messed up. So where we were specifically, which was Lansing and East Lansing, it was like, you know, not the most ideal environment.
1: Just not a fan. Still not a fan. Anyway, I... I'm coming back from my two-month trip from Korea. I land at the airport in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is where my family's from. And I get off the airport and my mom picks me up and the car is packed. My car is packed with all of my stuff. And I'm just like, it, it's so packed that I can't even fit in the passenger seat at this point. Like my knees are scrunched up. For in there's like, Nina, yeah, How'd go? Like, Very good. Yeah. Very good. We're going to, we're this going to law not the Very plan. Good. This is not how it was supposed to be, but I could just tell that my parents are getting nervous. Like we don't know what she's doing and she's supposed to be in Michigan in like a week. You know, she starts school. Long story short that day, right off the flight, my mom drives like 14 hours across to Michigan. We took turns a little bit, but I pretty much slept the whole time. And we get to Michigan in the middle of the night. The next morning, we unload stuff, put stuff away, whatever. She stays for like another day or two. And then I'm kind of just left on my own at this point. And school starts in like a couple days. I go to my first day of orientation. I don't know anybody, by the way. Go to my first day of orientation. And I met this girl who's also from the same area, um, like in northeastern Pennsylvania. So I kind of clicked with her immediately. And her and I are just kind of going through the motions, you know, like you're meeting people, you're going to these programs, the the president of the school is talking and you're doing this and that. Halfway through the day, on the first day, I'm walking out of one of the auditoriums. And in doing so, I kind of turned back for whatever reason. I remember I remembered this like it was yesterday. And I turned around and there's Brian standing, who at the time, I could like take myself back there. I just remember like, you seemed so tall to me, and I don't know why. You are tall, you're like six two. But I think it's because the person that I was dating at the time was really short that I just saw you and you were like so close to me that I was just like, whoa, like he's really tall. And you had glasses, rectangle, square glasses.
0: They're my, I call it Trill Gates glasses.
1: Yeah, you had those on and you had a suit on. And I look up at you and you reach your hand out and you used to stutter a lot. Anyone knows, well, you guys listen to his voice every Tuesday, but he has a very loud, distinct voice and he tends to stutter. At times. Well this stuttering was 10 times worse back then.
0: It used to be like my, my brain would just run so much faster than my words could keep up with so I would like stammer sometimes when I would talk but over the years I've gotten better with it.
1: Yeah and there was something about that though that I guess it was because it was different and it stood out to me and that's what I always go for like different out like whatever sets somebody apart or something apart in life like I'm attracted to that.
0: It was like a Joe RB song stutter stutter. It was
1: weird and I looked and you go Hi, my name is Brian Dixon, and you like reached out your hand to shake my hand, and it was a very strong shake. And I just remember looking at you, and thinking like, "Wow, his voice and his stuttering like it, it caught me in a good way." That's
0: something I was always taught: give him the firm handshake, yeah, and it shows confidence.
1: How many people do you think were there that day in our orientation?
0: Oh, uh, probably like a hundred, maybe. You think eighty to a hundred? Is Are you that way too me? many? No, we
1: had like five or six hundred people in our class.
0: Oh. Then I have no remembrance of that.
1: Yeah, it was like five or six hundred. Anyway, so we meet and I'm walking back out to the next session that I'm supposed to go to, which I have this like itinerary for. So my friend and I are walking and we realize that we're in this, her and I are in the same group. So we start walking towards that room. I get in that room and it, but now we broke off into like seven to 10 people in each group in each room. So this is a much smaller group, seven to 10 people. Her and I sit down and as I'm sitting there, the the instructor goes. Okay, everybody, go around the room, introduce yourself, and tell us one interesting fact about yourself. And Nina's like, I played tennis. No, you were like the first or second one to go. And I remember you got up and you go, Hi, my name is Brian Dixon. And I didn't recognize you from your name. I recognized you from your voice and your stuttering. And I immediately shot over and looked at you. You were on my left hand side, a couple people down. And I was like, Oh my! And in my head, I'm like, There's that kid again like I just met him and then instant yeah
0: soulmate twin flame connection and it like
1: stood out to me again and so then you you continue on and then <laughs> and then for we your interesting fact and then
0: I dropped a bomb on everybody <laughs> interesting fact a political leader bomb what was it
1: I'm related to George Washington
0: count it and that's truth, 12 generations back. And
1: that's when I started giggling to myself and was like, what did he just say? Yeah. Like, I didn't take you seriously, basically. I was just like, why would you say that on the first
0: day? But let's let's clarify this so our audience it's doesn't fine. think I'm a crazy person. So the reason I know this is because my grandmother, throughout her entire life, was very interested in history. She was like the leader of the Daughters of the American Revolution chapter in St. Louis. And she... Just had a bunch of connections and people that studied genealogy, and she did a bunch of genealogy and family lineage herself, and she traced our entire family line all the way back to people that signed the Magna Carta in 1215, and, but uh, probably like the most influential person that we have directly in our family lineage is George Washington.
1: Just so you know, I didn't believe you though. Like, I had
0: to bust out the documents and prove it. No, you didn't. It was years like, later, It was when I met your grandmother.
1: Later. Years and years later, that I sat down with her and she told me herself and showed me the papers. Yeah, this we was have all paperwork
0: leading all the way back, connecting yeah. it. So,
1: 2011 to 2016, I thought you were full of shit. Anyways, this happens, and again, he like st- st- sticks out in my mind, and I'm just like, whoa. We go back to our like own things. Oh, yeah. What did I say for my...
0: Yeah, he goes, I play tennis. <laughs> yeah, my
1: interesting fact And I look was- <laughs>
0: over, I was like, who is this? I play tennis. <laughs> Great interesting fact.
1: I think I just got nervous because I don't like speaking in front of people like that. <laughs> um, But then we go back to our own stuff. That weekend, I was going to have a party and have people over at my apartment just to get everybody to know. It's the first weekend everyone's... You know, it's the first weekend of like the first day of law school. So we're all there and... A bunch of people show up to my apartment. I don't know how I invited you. I'm not really sure. Like maybe you hit me up on Facebook chat or something. But he shows up as well. Well, hold on, hold on.
0: I have something even funnier after that. With
1: your glasses, a black shirt, black jeans. Excuse me, and a skinny, skinny small Belvedere bottle in the back of your pocket.
0: One thing I learned is that the skinnier the Belvedere bottle, the more classy you look.
1: Hold on a second it's not like you brought that bottle for me because you're coming to my house to party. You brought that bottle for yourself.
0: BYOB. Bring your own Bellevue. No, is what I that's, but but right that's not what night. I said.
1: And you just like stroll on in and like just start chatting it up and you just start, we just start hanging out at my place. Like there's like 20 of us out there at this point playing beer pong, flip cup, whatever. And as the night progresses, we all also go out and we start dancing. Somehow you and I start dancing together too for a while. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to my place. There's a bunch of us again and Brian's sitting on my couch, pretty lit at this point, and just rapping to Eminem. And it was and by that And rap, by
0: rapping, she meant slaying the beat.
1: That's the first time I started to have a crush on you right there is because I love rap music, and I never met a white boy who could rap like that. It's flat out, that's the truth. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And he likes rap. And I come from a town where people like rock bands and like punk rock and like loud metal music. So for me, that was extremely refreshing and just like, Oh my God, I found somebody like me, you know, like it just like got third time. It got me again. And so I like, okay, whatever. Now you tell your, your part.
0: Yeah. So my part, I was actually before that. I, I forgot to mention Let's go that. up to that first party night. Yeah. So, you know, I had came up there to school, drove up and everything. We were in the orientation. I met a couple people that I ended up clicking with and we started chatting. And then we had the time when I met you. And I remember being in the room when they were doing the orientation, whenever I talked about, you know, George Washington and you were like, I play tennis Uh, and uh, I, the room was shaped kind of like in a, not a full U, like not like a back section and two side sections, but it was like a half, it was like a a back section and then 45 degree angles into like a U of how the room was. And I was on one of these angles and you were on the flat part. And I kept remembering looking over and you were like, your skin tone was so dark and your hair was so dark and you were wearing like a, like a women's suit, but white uh, buttoned button up. Down, and yeah. so like the way it, you just stood out a lot to me. It was like, I, I looked at you and it was like, holy cow. It was one of those things, as cliche as it sounds, it was like you you look at somebody and you instantly have some type of connection to that person, even though you haven't even really talked to them Now you wake
1: up to a homeless hobbit. (laughs) Now
0: I wake up to homeless hobbit Nina in the morning and she's like, Frodo Baggins, (laughs) where are you at, Frodo? I just don't
1: care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going.
0: Uh, But I saw it and I remember looking at you and then like staring and it was like one of those feelings where you almost got goosebumps. And it was like, I know this person. Like there's, I, I know I've never met this person, but... You know, there, I definitely know something. I, like It's like a spiritual kind of a awareness almost. It was really fascinating. So anyway, we talked after that. Um, but something that actually happened right the, a night or two before that orientation, I forgot to mention. This, this is right when I got into Michigan. Does
1: this have anything to do with how we met?
0: No, but it's a funny story. Um, I get in there. and I, I go. To, I don't know anybody. And I unpack my stuff. And I go out to eat at this place. And these two ladies walk up to me. And they're like, hey, how you doing? And like, start talking to me. They're probably like in their like early 30s. And I was like, hey, I just moved in here. I'm going to be going to school and everything. And this lady walks up and she's like proceeding to kind of like hit on me a little bit. Or this restaurant. And then she's like, well, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I'm here for law school. And then immediately she gets like super nervous. And she's like, oh, I'm a professor here. You should be home studying. And like gets up and walks away. It was funny. It was pretty funny. Knee slapper. Anyway, it was a huge knee slapper if you were there in person. But uh, anyway, so we had done that. And then I went over. I think I did hit you up. And we were going to your house. On, uh, yeah, I think it was Facebook at the time. Facebook, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, I came over and I just remember having a good time, uh, meeting some people that we kind of met at orientation, busting some freestyle and some flows.
1: Yeah, for the people like wondering right now, like the dirty minds out there, no, we did not do anything that night. Like nothing happened. I was actually dating somebody at the time who wasn't living in Michigan. So Brian and I, like, these were all noted points like that I remember, but I also like, I also remember that at the time I, we could, there was no like romantic there was none of that at the at, at yet in my mind at least i don't know about you but um as the semester went on we got to know each other more and well, more because we were in all the same classes but tell
0: me about the first time i asked you out this is when i think you were still with somebody i didn't know that at the time though
1: when did you ask? I don't remember the first time you asked me out. I remember I started to see you at John Mamalingas' Mom- classes.
0: Yeah, but we went out to dinner at that tavern. Place.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was
0: something, a weird synchronicity I just recognized because I looked this place up on my phone to remember the name of it. So you remember what I just said about tavern. my interesting fact?
1: Yeah, but it's on George Washington. Isn't it on Washington it's Avenue?
0: It's on George Washington Street, and their actual logo for the restaurant is George Washington. I knew that. Which I think is a pretty interesting synchronicity.
1: That. Um. Anyway, the, the, the term goes on and each term in law school is three months long. So I tend to end up getting the same tutor as Brian and we're, all, we're in tutoring class together. A couple hours later, we're in class together. Like, so you have to understand, like we are seeing each other all the time, nonstop. And on the weekends, we kind of have the same group of friends as well. So he's always there. And I'll say this, that every time we were all out partying and when I, you know, we were like, I could take them back. Like there was a lot like there was a lot of drinking going on in law school. Anyway,
0: well, I think the reason for that is, is that you would be with the same people all day long, and you would study for like twelve to fourteen hours straight, like six, seven days a week. And then yeah. when people went out afterwards, they just like partied super hard because my it was like their time to like decompress. Yeah, almost. my
1: tolerance level was up to like seven shots of Patron, and I was still fine at six a.m. Like I was, <laughs> I was going. Anyway. So we would always end up dancing together. Oh yeah, the first time we danced, he dropped me on the floor in the bar and I almost smashed my head open on a, the cash register. I moonwalked away <laughs> and you just happened to fall. You did. let get the you didn't story straight. You didn't help me get up. The girl did. You didn't. You just walked away at like giggling. How like, am I supposed to heck? pick
0: you up in a, in a pure moonwalk stride? Like <laughs> as I'm sl- striding backwards, how am I supposed to grab you? I got to finish the move.
1: Anyway, so there's three months of this like kind of like flirtation this back and forth and and him always asking to take me out like he would would consistently ask like you want to go to the movies what are you doing tonight persistence
0: beats all resistance is my motto he would even
1: say be like can I come over before class and and we can get coffee together basically like that's me making coffee in my Keurig and then us get drinking coffee and then walking to class together so there was that kind of three-month period going on back and forth but then he did ask me out one at one point and we went to dinner that was a tavern and we started talking and that's where i learned about like you and your family and like what you're all about it was like a much more deeper like moment that we had like we actually got to know each other and not just as friends and then we also went to go see do you remember our first movie we saw
0: it was uh don't tell me something eight super eight yeah that was the
1: first we went to go see and he tried to come upstairs afterwards, like you dropped me off at my apartment. And I, I don't know how it happened, but you would asked me and I was just like, no, I am going to go back up and study. <laughs> kind of like skedaddled out of your car. But you had to use a blue Honda back then. That's right. I remember. You used to call it the blue dragon. The blue dragon. Yeah.
0: 12 inch woofers in the trunk, beat up the block like King Kong. That's in the right.
1: Trunk. Um. So all this happens and we all take finals. And again, we're in like constant communication, but as friends. And we go back home for summer break or whatever you want to call it. It's like two weeks long. So I go back home to PA. He goes back home to St. Louis. And I remember we had one text back and forth because you have to remember like I was back home. So I was like probably hanging out with my boyfriend at the time too. But I said something on Facebook. I remember it was was Drake lyrics. Drake was huge at the time. And you had commented on it. And I got like butterflies. Like I remember looking at my Facebook and being like, "Ooh, he commented on my status." This is on Facebook. I'm never on Facebook anymore, and I got super like, "Ooh," and all this stuff is still there, by the way. Like sometimes I'll go back. I know the first time you messaged me on Facebook, like I didn't delete anything. It's all still there. So I remember getting butterflies and thinking like, "Hmm, wonder what he's doing," and like, "Did we have the same classes?" And it was like a fluttering thought. But I was like, "Huh, I kind of miss him right now." But anyway, I go on with my life, and in two weeks I go back to michigan and so does brian for our second term of law school and there is a welcoming back party every single term that the school throws and it's just a big shit show and i happen to show up for the first weekend back my boyfriend was going to stay in michigan with me big and, mistake and I, <laughs> <laughs> I am sure show- oh well first of all it was weird that brian never showed up to my apartment Okay, I was having that pre -pre pre-gaming party again. All of our friends and everybody was there. But Brian never showed up. And I remember inviting you and you never showed up to the apartment. So I don't know if you got wind of something or what had happened, but it was strange that you weren't there. And I knew that. So I find out that everyone's going to this one bar is on the same street as Tavern. And so me, I remember Matt. I remember Brittany Glidden. I remember myself, um, Raquel, remember her and then my boyfriend. There's a couple other guys behind us that are all a part of the same group of friends. I am walking up this narrow staircase into the party as everyone else is behind me that's coming in with me. You are coming down in a white t-shirt, like just like coming down and just staring. And I'm looking at you and I have this... Very
0: paradoxical for my normal attire now. I
1: have this huge (laughs) grin on my face. Like I remember being so excited to see him. I'm like, oh my God, hi Brian. I went to go give him a hug on the staircase as he's coming down, I'm going up. This little shit literally pushes me and then goes who's that with you is that your boyfriend (laughs) and looks at my boyfriend at the time and i go and i like was just so embarrassed because as i looked down at him and he's walking away i just couldn't believe that somebody that i'm not that close with would yell at me like that in public like i was just like what the heck and then I just remember which,
0: so I will say which is interesting because for me that is like completely like uncharacterized. but I didn't know that about you different yet. from yeah. how I am I didn't know that which about you which is funny because that for some reason it, it, it like triggered me and I don't get triggered over anything yeah. but you
1: weren't I think you were drunk though that was the thing probably Um. anyways so I look back and I'm all my friends and like the, my girlfriends behind me are just like oh my god like did he just do that and so my girlfriends were more focused on my boyfriend of like how is he going to is he perceiving all of this I didn't see or think about that at all. I was just so focused on what did Brian just say to me? And why is he so mad at me? That by the time I got to the top of the stairs, mind you, I'd been drinking all night. As I got to the top of the stairs, I just started crying. While my boyfriend is standing there and while my friends are standing there, I'm just crying. And everyone's like, what's wrong? I'm like, why is he mad at me? Why is Brian mad at me? And I was like super upset. And I remember one of the girls in the bathroom going... Nina, you need to get it together because your boyfriend is really getting suspicious of a lot of things right now. You need to stop it. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. So I don't know if I texted you. I probably did. But I think you went back home that night and passed out really early compared to all of us.
0: Well, I did. What well, you did, you sent me this really... No, boring. no, no.
1: So then I go, I had to... I wasn't really dealing with my boyfriend at the time. I knew that that was over. Like after a whole term of being... Doing a long distance thing, I knew that that was coming to an end. So I go back to... um I go back to the apartment and the next morning I pick up my phone and I have this like I don't know I'm just baffled right but but I care obviously it's like apparent to me that I care what what he thinks so I texted Brian this huge long text I don't remember what I said though
0: it was something like you are so rude and disrespectful and like this and this it was a very long it was was a very several paragraphs long text. And obviously I woke up and I was like, Oh man, that wasn't good, you know, kind of that that anxious feeling you get after you do something like that. And uh then I was I like sent back and I was like, Hey, I agree with you. I'm very I was in like a very nice text. I remember I remember remember what you said back because it was so I think it caught you off guard a little bit. Diffusing.
1: Yeah, you were so nice and you go, I am so sorry. Like I I really want to make this up to like I really apologize. Is there anything that I can do like I'm really, really sorry. Drinking is not an excuse. And like, he was on this huge thing. And I was just like, okay, okay. But then, I started acting like a poodle. Like, after after I got your little sorry, I started getting very, like that whole day, I like wanted to ignore you. Because you were texting me to like hang out and do stuff. And I was just like, hmm, no. I just got my, I got my sorry. Plus, I had this guy to deal with in my apartment. So, long story short, I get rid of him in like two days. And I say like, this isn't working, whatever. He goes his way, I go my way. And, then I see you in class. Then we start like laughing again. And like, it's, it's like, OK, again, and normal I'm, like, it's OK, it's OK, whatever. And then we start to you asked me about I think it was on Facebook that it, I went single, that little status. And you commented, you messaged me and go, oh, again, you guys are always on and off. Like, what is going on? And I go, no, no, no. It's for real this time. It's for real this time.
0: It's Facebook official. And then then, we
1: were so young and stupid. And then I remember you went all in at this point, like all the stops every single day, walking me to class, eating together, lunch together, coffee together every weekend, hanging out together. Like it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Before
0: you know it, Brian's pregnant.
1: No. (laughs) Before you know it, Brian's living in my apartment and not at his. His food was there. His clothes were there. His toothbrush was there. I mean, it was just... You know, it just kind of naturally kind of happened at that point where we were just absolutely like inseparable. Mm -hmm. What, you know, like the whole time. And then this beautiful year and a half had to come to a close. It was literally like a fairy tale, I would say. People used to say, like, if you see Brian, just know Nina's right around the corner somewhere. If you see Nina, just know that Brian's somewhere around her. Like we never went anywhere without each other. It was very rare.
0: Yeah. It was definitely a point where I feel like I have dated a lot of you know people before that and everything. But yeah. it was a very peaceful, happy time. You know, yeah. like I was I I had never been in a position at that point where we never I was fought. so like Yeah. We never fought about anything. Mm-hmm. Very uh supportive and just a really perfect relationship yeah we were
1: time. very positive we were very like
0: we we're very like-minded in a lot of things but mm-hmm. we but we the w- things that we thought differently about we complimented each other on yeah and it wasn't like a rebuttal. like he taught
1: me i taught him like he was receptive to me i was receptive to him and like we we all we almost like kept each other like in check to like studying getting stuff done but then having a great time too on weekends like we were, i don't know it was just kind of it, it fit there's no other word for me to describe but that it fit but i wasn't thinking of The future. I wasn't thinking of this could be the person. I mean, all I thought about was my career. And that's what you were thinking about. We weren't thinking about what would happen after Mm -hmm. or what we should be doing. Like several times he had asked me to like visit his family or to meet his family or that he has to meet mine. But what people don't understand is that we were literally in Lansing the entire time. Mm -hmm. going to school all through the summer, all through the stuff. And you had extra pressure on you because you were trying to get really, really good grades to transfer out to a better school back home in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And so we were kind of like on our game, but we also weren't the focus of like, where is this going? There was no serious conversation around that. We were just having a really good time. Sure. And then a year and a half, about a year and a half later, he leaves. He has to go to um, St. Louis because he gets accepted into Wash U. Um, I remember a couple weeks before you were moving, I remember trying to break up with you and trying to like end it on my couch. And you just like that went at, well. Yeah, yeah. He looks at me dead serious and goes, no, I want to give this my all. This shouldn't stop us. Like, I want to give this like my all. Like, we should be able to give it our all. Like, I'm in it. Aren't you like, is this not what you want? And then I, I was completely like taken aback when he said that. And I was just like, how are we going to juggle a law school and a long distance relationship with all the stuff that we have going on? And your school is probably going to be 10 times harder than mine right now, you know? And he's just like, no, no, no. Like, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And so I thought, okay, And I kind of like relaxed a little bit. Right. I was like, all right. And then whatever you like move in like the next two or three weeks helps you pack your stuff and you move back. And this is where the story turns.
0: This is where it turns.
1: This is where it turns. This is where Brian can just slap himself 5,000 times over (laughs) and over again because after this, he made one mistake after another. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, it is very true. So I'm off into my world doing my thing, and he's doing his. Within like two or three weeks, we break up. Not going to go into the details of that. We just end it. I was pissed. He was not pissed. He was just Brian and just moved on. I try to do the best i can in lansing at this point because i still have a whole year to pull through Mm -hmm. um, until i can graduate but that gave me all the fire and the motivation to take as many classes as i possibly could have to get on law review to do all the things to get straight a's just to get the heck out of there because i really didn't like lansing anymore like i was i was hurt by that too but i was also like i felt very alone there i think But tell them
0: too, like after that occurred what happened to you
1: oh yeah well this is like months on though this is june we broke up So July goes by, August goes by, and I throw myself into work. Um, September, October, November, we had one exchange in the fall at that one point, but it was like friendly, nothing important. And then fast forward to like a couple months later, it was February of 2013 that I woke up in the middle of the night because I had a dream.
0: No, no. Before you get into that, you said that, didn't you go back to Scranton? oh yeah okay that's what I was talking about oh
1: like when I was there for a week
0: like right after it happened yeah you. Like, yes yeah, so I was
1: I was so upset over our breakup like I I took it hard after the fact because I just started realizing like I literally did everything with this person I, I think I, you could say like as a kid I was emotionally dependent on you And all of a sudden it's like what I don't have a study buddy like I don't have this I don't have that so I was so distraught that I would call my mom and my mom knew like what happened. My mom could see that she's not telling me that she's sad, but this is what it is. So my mom gets me a plane ticket and I go back home and I spend a week um, back home with my family. And we're outside on the deck and it's summertime. And my mom's just like, you know, what's wrong? And I would just cry and cry. Like I would talk to her start talk, and I would just cry and cry. And then she's like, are you upset because Brian transferred? And I'm like, no. And she's like, are you upset that you guys aren't together anymore? And that's when I would just like cry. And I'm like, mom, I've never met anybody like him before. And I said all these things to her. And like nobody like people don't understand this. Like I never cried over a guy like that. I never went home and spilled my guts out to my mom like that. I never let a guy shake me up that way that it happened. So it was odd and confusing to me. Because I didn't even know how to deal with it. I was—I thought it was odd. I was like, why can't I shake this? Like, why do I care so much?
0: I cry over guys all the time.
1: No, stop. Okay. I, I dated somebody before you for like five. Not the one right before you, but before you for like four or five years. And even that didn't bug me as much. Mm-hmm. So it was just strange how it seemed to hit me. But I was just, I don't know. I was very confused. And my mom's exact words to me this day were, I remember her, she's sitting on my right hand side. And she goes, if it's meant to be... Nina he'll come back in your life you guys will find each other again and those words at that time I was like 23 24 I was like,
0: you're like yeah right you don't even you don't even understand it <laughs> and you're like what we're I'm in like, two separate yeah. states I'm like what he's all the way about? in
1: Missouri and St. Louis and he is such a, he's never coming back and blah blah like I was like a, like the world ended and I remember my perception too it was this far-fetched fantasy that oh I would ever meet Brian Dixon again you know sometime in the future so i was like we would never cross paths i could you know never it would never happen And and
0: i i had a thing too this is something that i had like a pattern of that i would do when i was younger is like to avoid being alone you know, in like relationships, I would like transition into something really, really quickly. Yeah. You know, to almost like occupy my mind. But as that's good that you like, can
1: admit that because I think a lot of people do that.
0: Yeah. And I, I did, it was a repetitive pattern I did for a long period of time. And I think it was just because I, perf- my personality type is I prefer to be with somebody else than to not, than to be alone. Right. And, uh, as a mechanism to try to like overcome that faster, I would throw myself into like another relationship with somebody, Yeah. but it w- it would have been much better for me to pause, take some time to like absorb and think about everything that just happened, really analyze my feelings. Like if I, if I were to do that in today's present age, like I would treat, I would be 180 degrees different than what I used to be. Right. Cause I've learned a lot throughout the years. Yeah. But at that time I like, you know, Looking back on it, I made unwise decisions by throwing myself into new relationships and trying to use that as a mechanism to try to fill that void.
1: You and this this is an important part because later this, this is going to come up as to why. Like I started to catch on that this is how Brian was. I figured this out pretty quickly that you had to be in a relationship. You had to have like a girl on your arm at all times. You weren't the type to be single and play around. You weren't a one night stand kind of person. You were always a relationship kind of person, and I tried to grasp that very quickly. But this happens and my mom kind of tries to console me and says, listen, all you can do now is do really, really good at school, graduate and, you know, come back here with your friends and family and move to Philadelphia and, you know, all this good stuff. She said, you have so much to look forward to. I go back. It's not the same. But this is where my also my journey of self development and self discovery started. It was this breakup that started and sparked it in me to like read books, to like read about think and grow risk to read about the secret because these are the same books that brian would talk to me about so it would like i would think about those things and then i would i don't know what it was maybe subconsciously trying to get to get to you somehow and like you know read those same things that you used to talk about and read with me but i go back to pa and uh, i'm sorry i leave pa for a week and then i go back to school Regular programming of mine, and August, September, October, November, December. At this time, I had
0: I had transferred and been starting classes February. at the school back. Yeah, St. this Louis. is now
1: February, so this is six to seven months later. I was it was around Valentine's Day, and I was um, sleeping, sleeper, and I had a dream that, and it was a very vivid dream to a point where I remember it today, I was standing in um, an old bar called what was that bar's name? Across from the tavern, Tin Can. No, no Beaver. The Beaver. It's named something else now, but that's what it used to be called. And I'm in there and I see Brian standing outside in the rain outside of that bar with a, a blue blanket wrapped in like what looked like a baby. And I'm going, Brian, come in, come in, like, come on. And in my dream, I'm happy and I'm excited and I'm trying to get him to get out of the rain. But he's looking at me with just pure sadness and he's really, really upset, like just sad, upset, just holding this baby in his arm. And I'm like, come on, come on, come on! And he just won't come in. I wake up. It's in the middle of the night, and I wake up and I just think, like, why is he so sad? Like that felt. And this so had been real. probably
0: what six months since we last talked, or longer than that. June, August. Wait. I thought it was like six or eight. It had been like six or eight months. Nine months since we had even spoken at all. Yeah. And then you have this incredibly vivid dream. Yeah.
1: And so I wake up and you know like you have dreams, you shake them off. I'm like laying there. I'm like, no, he is like legit upset. Something's wrong. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I just like I picked up on something. I just couldn't tell if it was that, if it was me. Something in that dream was real. I just was, I couldn't figure out what it was. Right. So... I did what I shouldn't have done and call him in the middle of the night <laughs> knowing that he's with somebody else. Um, I call him, and he doesn't answer. I go back to sleep and around like 7 a.m. I wake up to my phone ringing and it's him and I answer and we start, you know, we say, hey, hey, what's going on? What's new? Like, you know, the, the normal on the surface conversation and then you go like, what's up? You know, like I saw that you called. Is everything okay? And so I start telling Brian this dream that I just had and he goes,
0: I'm literally in, like, I, I kind of, like, get the goosebumps a little bit as you're telling me. Because she tells me this dream that she just explained to, you know, I'm out in the rain, she sees me, I'm kind of upset, and I'm holding this child. Blue blanket. In, in this blue blanket. And literally while I'm on the phone talking to her, I was driving to the hospital because my first nephew, a boy, was literally just born. And I was like driving to the hospital to go see him and my brother and sister-in-law and my family. And so Nina has this, and at the time I was not happy with like my relationship that I was in. And I would always think about Nina all the time and like have these things that would remind me of her. And so she has this dream that's almost like, the subliminal i'm sorry not subliminal the subconscious messaging for me projecting through the universe to her in terms of like the sequence of events that's occurring and she receives it like her consciousness taps into it and receives it in the form of this dream and this message and then calls me and literally like i'm upset i'm holding a child in a blue blanket which represents a boy yeah i'm literally driving to the hospital because my first nephew of my brother's just
1: born. yeah so he says that to me and i'm laying in bed like oh my God,
0: what the heck is going on? This is the point where, we'd always thought about each other, but this is this the is point where it, where it really started to, yeah. to accelerate in terms of things that we couldn't explain yeah, at so the time. Is, so like, like very universal signs. Right,
1: so we're broken up for nine months, but this is where it all starts, where it's just like, whoa. And thankfully, like you were receptive and so am I, but it was just odd because after this, there was just the weirdest things that continued to happen. It, it it was weird because we were both in different places in our lives. Like sometime you're single, sometime I'm not single. One time I'm with somebody, you're not with somebody. We were always like in different spots at all times. Never at any point were we on the same level here. You know, you're still in school. I already graduated and I'm trying to take the bar. So I'm busy with that. Now I'm starting a job. You're still trying to graduate law school. Like we were at different Areas in our life every single year after the moment you left Lansing, we mm-hmm. were never in the same headspace after that. But I would pick up on shit, and he would pick up on things. And like
0: Nina would have this, but I would have consistent dreams as well. Like both of us would continue to have these. Different yeah, mine. My, dreams. after like, this, it wasn't so much vivid. dreams
1: for me though. After this, I would just like moving into my apartment in Philadelphia, trying to forget everything. Now it's you know it's been two years, and I you know graduated law school. I'm going to go intern for the for the DA's office and my building manager's name is Brian Dixon spelled the same exact way yeah didn't I never knew a Dixon before in my life except for Brian himself and now my building manager's called that
0: and and i would have like the, the most random stuff happen to me too like i would be at work thinking about nina And then I would literally get a email in my inbox with somebody named Nina or like I'd be sitting there thinking about her. And then in my building, somebody would come and Nina was uh, big into commercial real estate, too. And so one time I'm thinking about her and somebody in the the co-working space that we operate out of comes up and goes, hey, Brian, I want to introduce you to our new person that's managing our commercial real estate. It's Nina. Mm -hmm. And And she used to be an attorney. And like, like just like the most, the things that are, you know, I, I don't, and we've told, I've talked about this in other episodes that I don't believe in coincidence whatsoever, but like this was literally like the universe one time after another, just like hitting me in the forehead, like raising my awareness to say, Hey, it's nudging me. It's like, pay attention, pay attention. I'm trying to show you something. I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to guide you here. Are you going to listen or are you going to keep trying to ignore it? Because I'm going to continue to put it in your face until you listen.
1: So this went on for, let's see. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Well, no, no, no. It was like four years. 14, 15, 16. You're right. It was for four years. This went on back and forth where I would see St. Louis was a sign that I kept seeing. And I didn't never been to St. Louis in my life, but I'd be like, I would be dating somebody else and I'd be like sitting there and then someone would be like, oh, hi, I'm so and so I'm from St. Louis or like some random thing out of nowhere. Left field would be a reminder of of you or of St. Louis or of Wash U the one time I remember I was working out in a brand new gym that I signed up in and I'm on those balls that you do your abs on and I'm looking and I look over on the windowsill as I'm crunching up legit a Washington University hat and underneath it says St. Louis and I'm just like what like I'm in Exton Pennsylvania which is a suburb of Philadelphia there's no business of that hat being here in the gym in front of my face there is none And so just weird shit like that kept happening, kept happening to both of us. And there were times in between that um, we did take trips to each other and we did reconnect. But things just I told you we were not in the same headspace. I was either getting a job. He was still in school or he was taking the bar exam and I was done with it. And I was kind of like ready to, you know, take things seriously. We just never were on the same spot. And so long story short this went on for four straight years
0: because I I was actually had a relationship that lasted for a long time there and throughout that process I had always had this really strange intuitive feeling that I never talked about that was like I don't know when it's going to happen or I don't know how it's going to happen but I know for a fact that we will end up together and I just couldn't explain it but I had this strong intuition that that was going to occur
1: I will say this, that for me, I was never really fully committed after you to anybody. I could say I was in a relationship with people and I was like dating people or whatnot, but I was never serious about anybody. Mm -hmm. It could seem serious, but I think internally in my mind, I'm not going to get into it, but I wasn't serious about that person. You know, like I, I stopped right when it was about to like take the next step past a relationship.
0: And I was even with somebody that was moving forward in a very serious way. Yeah. And a sequence of events happened kind of in the last hour almost where that person ended up moving to a different state and then it like cleared the slate to like open up the opportunity. And, um, you know, there were some repetitive things that happened throughout that. Whoa,
1: you jumped. Hold on.
0: So we're still at the four year mark of like, it's been four years of just
1: synchronicities and weird stuff happening to you that I don't know about and happening to me that you don't really know about. And we met up maybe once or twice in the span of the four years, like Mm -hmm. at different points. But we just couldn't come to like, I, I just think that neither of us was willing to step up to anything because we had so much going on in our personal lives with our careers. Anyway, that happens. And then I had, I had had it with you at this point. I think it was 2015, summer of 2015. We spent like a week together and I Don't know what happened. I got mad about something about Labor Day weekend, a plane ticket, or something. I don't know. And he kind of took that and ran with it, and was just like, "I have too much going on." Like you had just started your job, and you were like, "I can't deal with this." And so we both cut off our communication again. Not that it was anything serious, but we cut off communication again. But I blocked you on everything this time because I could feel that there was this constant push and pull going on. Like, and I couldn't understand why. We couldn't go back to the year and a half that we had in Lansing because I had been comparing every relationship and every guy to that. Like I was comparing everything to that. So I'm kind of like, oh, I just got to get this out of my head, you know, so I'm blocking everything and it took hold on. uh, This was September. So September 2015, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Eight months later. Okay, guys, (laughs) this is how creepy. Eight months later, I get an email To my work email from Brian Dixon. They call
0: that sliding up in the original DM. How
1: did you find my work email? I have no idea.
0: I think I guessed it. I think I guessed what it could have been. But
1: it starts off as, hey, I've been texting you. I don't think my texts are going through. Well, no shit, Sherlock. You're (laughs) blocked. When it's not delivered, it means you're blocked. Um, And I sat there and I was hungover because we went to a a charity event for our company the night before. And I just sat there and stared at my computer screen. It was like 3 p.m. in the afternoon cloudy as hell outside and I'm like no no I can't deal with this today I'm way too sick for this today like I'm struggling to just stay at work in my office like I'm like a hobbit hiding in my office I get up after I stare at the screen for a couple minutes and I go out front to talk to my friend my coworker that I got along with and I start telling her and she knows this entire story like she knows when I met up with Brian she knows when like Brian and I stopped talking and then we went at it again like it was like she knows everything and she's like no way <laughs> so I remember and I were talking about it she's going to respond and I'm like no no I'm not gonna respond no I'm not gonna respond by the time I get back to my office which is like two feet far two feet away <laughs> I'm starting to write a re- response back to him um I don't even think I emailed you back I think I texted you I unblocked you and texted you and so we start chatting back and forth and again I get butterflies and I'm like excited and I'm like why does this Like other people that would jump back into my life, I'm like, ugh. Like I would ignore them or I'd be like, you know. But with you, it was just different every time. So we started chatting here and there. It started off very slow. Long story short, I make a joke about you and your then ex at this point. And you go, well, to be completely transparent. So then Brian runs this whole story by me, which I'm not going to get into, just out of respect for everybody. And I go, oh. So then I got kind of it's weird because something clicked in my head and it took me back to 2012 summer when you moved to St. Louis and we broke up within two weeks of you being in a different state. And I'm like, huh? And I'm like, he doesn't know how to be alone. He doesn't know how to just be single. You know, he's always using a woman as a crutch. That's what that's, I clicked in my mind and I'm like, You'd think that after such a big event in somebody's life, man, woman or man, you would take a step back and kind of just say, you know what? I'm done dating for a while. I'm done with women or men in general for a while. as you should, because something is wrong if that happens. Like it's it's a warning sign to you for a reason. And um, I remember texting you back and you said something like, I don't know, you initiated like a visit or something. And I think that's when I called him. I called you out on it. And I said, listen, If I'm being completely trans... And this was over the course of like the next... So May, June, July. Probably in June or July I said this to you. I go, listen, I don't want to see you. And I don't think that you should want to see me. I think that you should take this entire summer to just be a guy. To just be single. To date around all the women that you can date. To get it all out of your system. To go find it. Because that person for you that's meant to be with you could be there. And you're just kind of using me as like a rebound at this point. And then I kind of like laid out my points. Surprisingly enough... Go ahead.
0: I agree with you. You were very receptive. I was receptive for sure.
1: Very receptive to that. And a part of me used to think like, be afraid that he's not doing that. And he's just lying to me. But this is where the detective Nina would come out. And Facebook stalking, Instagram, all of that shit. So I could see who he was dating, what chick he was hanging out with, like at different points in time. As creepy as that sounds. (laughs) But I could see that you were. And like, you text me like here and there, like once a month, once every like couple weeks. Like, you know. And long story short, the summer goes by. I'm kind of doing my own thing. He's doing his own thing. It was, you were coming to New York in mm-hmm. the fall of 2016 to see your niece. Kara or not Kara Karis.
0: Yeah. To visit my, well, I was supposed to go with my whole family and then like literally out of some strange sequence of events, my entire family got the flu and I didn't like everybody else got really sick. So they couldn't go. So I went by myself.
1: So you, Brian texts me and goes, Hey, you want to meet up for dinner or something? Like I'll be in New York and New York's not that far from me. So I'm like, yeah, I could do that. So we did like what four day weekend and like a three or four day weekend in New York. We met up with Ian and his boyfriend and I met Karis. I met your brother and Dan- Danielle and um, Chris, mm-hmm. which is really cool. At the same time, them, I'm like, they're probably thinking like, who the heck is she? And where like did she drop from? But uh, they didn't. Everyone knew that. <laughs> hey, I guys, lo- check this girl I just met yeah, last I, night. Can yeah. I come in here <laughs> and introduce her and let her hold your baby? Everybody did know that we went to school let together. Let her hold your baby. It's just yeah. newborn. So we do that. And we just had like the best weekend ever in New York. Like it was fun, wasn't it?
0: Uh-huh. It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it was a good time. Lit. And while we're there, he kind of invites himself over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving.
0: I always wanted to meet Nina's parents. I Because you always talked about your mom and you're like, she's such a sweet yeah. person. It, she's well, so wise. So I was very if intrigued. If you are did to run
1: away, you would have met her. But, you know. Obviously. I'm so salty about all that. Clearly. Obviously. Anyway. So he's in New York with me. He's like, well, why don't I just stay like the whole next week and I could do Thanksgiving with your family? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, slow it down, buddy. I don't bring home just a boy home. Like, I bring home a boyfriend. Like, I don't bring home just a guy. And I was like, Nina, I'm not just a boy. I'm your astral twin partner. No, and you're like, well, don't they? Because <laughs> my mom had talked to you several times on the phone. I had Facetime with your parents when I was in law school too. Like. Everyone knew of each other. We were other. basically
0: T9 texting no, each other. That's, we were, the kind of, that's how tight we were. We had were.
1: all known of each other. It was all there. So anyway, I reluctantly call my mom and explain everything to her. And she's just like, okay, all right, all right. And she goes, is this the same Brian Dixon? And I go, yeah. And she goes, okay. And so now, I don't know what's going through her head right now, right? I'm Did like, Have you ever asked her what was going through head? I'm going her head? to tell you. Okay. I'm like, mom, I'm only worried about dad because I never brought home like a random dude and didn't say that he's my boyfriend or we're dating. Like, you know, that's just weird in my family. So <laughs> like, is this your boyfriend, Nina? And like, I was afraid of what my dad would say in front of Brian. Then Brian would get weirded out. And it's like, no, he's not my boyfriend. We're not even dating. Like, what do I say? It's just odd. So anyway, my mom took care of that. And she goes, one of Nina's friends that she went to law school with is coming for Thanksgiving. And my dad goes, oh, okay. So my dad didn't think anything of it. And so, we, oh, we go from New York. I had to work for a couple days. We went so you, back to Exton you, We went I to Exton. Remotely, yeah. We hung out there while I worked and you did some work and then we drove up to Scranton and spent like six or seven days there with my family. And, I don't, I just remembered that, I'll cut this story short here. We got there on a Wednesday. It was the night before Thanksgiving. And that night, we were going to go out, just like everybody else does in America. We were going to go out. And while we go out, we're at this place called Kildare's. Um, you probably don't
0: remember it, but it was a real estate. You skipped station. the most important part. What? When we, when we first me. walked into your house.
1: Oh, yeah. You and my mom like hugged each other like you were long lost friends or something. It was
0: really strange. It was funny. It was though. like,
1: it just, I don't know. It was what almost it, like
0: I knew Praveen before and I never met her in my life. Like, same situation it, I felt it, like when I had In Slow mo,
1: if I had to explain to you guys, <laughs> I'm standing there just completely like, like I'm, wa- I have already walked into the house. Brian's like yonder behind me. I don't even care because I'm just dreading this moment. And I'm walking in and he's, and all I see is my mom go past me and go, hi, Brian, welcome. And like <laughs> he picks her up and she hugs him. And I'm just like, this is like a slow motion, like, <laughs> like long lost love story or something of like, you know, these two people. It's like she, have,
0: McLaughlin playing about, in the arms yeah, of an angel. It was
1: so, I was just like, what's going on? What is going on? It was
0: actually really funny. Well, I, well, I think well, something I'm, I feel very grateful for that. Like, I think it's incredibly rare from what I've seen with my friends to have like, to be very close and get along as well as we do um, with mother and father-in-laws, right? Like that's a yeah, pretty, that's very, a very, very rare. very close to
1: close with my, like my family. That's I a feel. very rare thing. Yeah. Anyway, so this happens and that Wednesday night we are going out with some of my friends because everybody's at home in Scranton. So we go out and we hit up the second bar and I remember sitting there. I remember Danielle and Pat were dancing and Pat was getting mad at Danielle for dancing like a hoe. (laughs) But I was right there doing it with her. So we're at Kildare's and I sit back down and you grab me and put me on your lap and you're just like, this is it. This is it. Like, I'm ready. This is it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, no, this is it. I made up my mind. I don't care what we have to do. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care what you have to do. If I have to move, I'll move. If you want to move, you can move. If Whatever it is, like I, I will do whatever it takes to see this through. And I'm like, huh, heard that before like six years ago. And I was like, okay. I was like, really? And then I kind of started laying out serious points. I'm like, you realize that you have a job and I have a job. And like you realize your family's there and my family's here. Like There was just a bunch of things. I started. He goes, I don't care. I don't care. So all the things that were stopping us in the past, all of a sudden, Brian didn't care. That was the first time you had said that. Because anytime in the past, you were just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, obviously, I can't do that. Obviously, mm. you know, like, and this time, you we were just like all in. So the vibe was already different. We were much older and much more mature. And so I'm like, okay, well, we'll think about it. So we spent some more time. I could see the schmoozing already began. Like, Brian was completely sucking up to my dad and my mom, like completely just like winning over my friends, going all out over the next... But let's
0: in reality, I wasn't schmoozing them. That's just my who I act like on a regular basis. It's <laughs> who are, I like, am.
1: way out, out there. And he also, it turns out that you enjoy, like my mom's cooking so much, you can't stop eating when you're there. Like, a lot <laughs> of stuff happened that week. Um. So anyway, we go back, both of us to Exton, and from Exton, I think you flew out back to St. Louis. And it, this is where, you know, we started FaceTiming every single night. This is like November-ish, October, November of 2016. And we started FaceTiming each other every night. And it kind of gets like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? I finally grow the balls to look for jobs and to like, you know, figure out. How, I don't know what, I don't know why I decided to move here. I don't remember that
0: part. What, what, I, what had happened? How I, what I remember is that you were at a point where, you just weren't oh, super yeah, I wasn't happy, happy with your job. Right, you didn't really right. like the way things were headed. You were like literally twenty four seven consumed. Yeah, well, and we, you we, just weren't happy. With you're video right. Work. You're right.
1: We had a conversation on Facetime, and Brian's like, "Well, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, where do you see yourself within the company? Like, what do you see?" And I think that's where I was like, "Oh shit! Like, I really need to like figure this out because I don't see myself here for that long. I don't see any growth opportunities. I don't see certain things, and I and I'm I'm not." I wasn't, I think I was used more in that corporate environment than anything. And so when he asked and probed these questions, it would send me down like a, hmm, I really do have to get serious about this now. And in doing so, I would ask him about his career and his job. And he was just over the moon, elated about his job and loved it. Loved doing what he does and just so much zest for it. No complaints for it. You were and that, that that was the first time I ever met somebody who was so in love with their career too. like you were just like over the moon. So that's where I was like, OK, it's only fair if I give this a chance. And this might be a new way for me to find something I love as well. So that was November, December. I moved there. I drove 14 hours. There was an 18 wheeler that came a week later. It was me in my car, 14 hours, second or third week of j- j- January. I moved. So within two months, I moved. Yeah,
0: it was it was actually the very last week of January. Yeah, like thirtieth, um, I think. So. I
1: left everything and I moved here. In a
0: drive, she drove, drove like fourteen hours straight. Like gets here, looks like a zombie coming out of her car. Yeah,
1: and so then, <laughs> but then we had a lot of like you know you you have two people who are kids in love at 22 and 23 years old, but we had no worries and stress, right? Mm -hmm. No bills to pay, no career pressure. We were just in school on our parents' dime, just living it up. All we had to do was study and do well and then party on the weekends and lay around. And I think the real stuff really happened for you and I once I moved here and things started to, like real life started to happen, right? Like, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, couldn't really get my door into what I wanted to try to do, thinking about taking the Missouri bar. All this stuff started to happen while you're still trying to, keep your career you know up and mighty Mm -hmm. so I think that's when life kind of started to really show me like yeah to be able to be a sustaining couple we were just dating at the time is like takes work you Mm -hmm. know and I'm so used to the old Brian that it was hard for me to shift Brian into the adult Brian and me to shift into the adult Nina you know because I was still living in the past in some ways of like that was my memory with him and that's what I clinged on to but we got to that stage pretty quickly and it was it was great and six months later, I moved th- moved here in January of 2017, six months later, unbeknownst to me, you are planning a vacation to Egypt and planning to propose to me there, mm-hmm. which you completely happened to pull off. And I had no idea. Everybody knew in our families. Uh, even my best friend knew. I did not know because I thought six months is nothing. Like I it wasn't even, I thought we would at least date for another three or four years And plus, with your situation, you were already engaged before and that didn't go well. I was like, that's not on our radar. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that that would be on our radar. And so I just just wasn't. And long story short, within the first year of me being here, we were engaged Mm -hmm. in Egypt.
0: In Egypt, and then we got married a year later. The number one place I always wanted to go. Yeah,
1: to. so things moved fast. Things moved fast after I got things here. Move <laughs> things moved fat
0: Things moved fast because we got engaged. They then Nina gain four hundred pounds. Yeah, no,
1: no, I, I lost weight. You love. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but no, I'm just you know, it's just one of those things where you look back and it's like I can only connect these dots backwards in Mm -hmm. life i don't know why those four or five years in between were so rough and they were the way that they were what what was going on
0: i think what it was if i we
1: both had to learn and grow up
0: yeah from my perspective it was like accelerated learning right and i feel i say accelerated learning because i feel like there was this design that was meant to bring us back together at this point at the point that it did and we had a lot of things that we both had to learn and grow from in a short period of time in order to set us up on the path of where we're at now and where we're headed and the only way that was going to happen, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of different ways it could have happened, but that's the way that it ended up playing out, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. So anyway, guys, that's our well, there, little
0: story. But I think what's interesting about it too is that, like, and this we've talked about this in many past episodes, about paying attention and having this conscious awareness to your surroundings and letting your emotions be like this barometer of, you know, how, barometer and internal GPS of how you are, pursuing things that you want, right? And if the universe consistently is pushing little hints, and signs and synchronicities and things that you would maybe brush off as coincidence in front of you on a regular basis. And you're consistently dreaming about somebody repetitively over and over again. And then you learn later that we the same f- things happening to them. Like you have to pay attention to this Yeah, We things. were forced. That's not by way. accident. Yeah.
1: But for you, like look at your story, you were forced into this situation. Like you weren't paying attention. I was paying attention and trying to follow my heart, yeah. but I got so much resistance And it just makes me think, like, had I made a stupid decision in the last four years, I wouldn't be here today, Mm -hmm. you know? Had I not continuously gone within and questioned my motives and questioned the people in my life, I wouldn't be here today. I would have made a dumb decision. You, too, were on that path, but eventually the universe forced you out of that situation. Sure. And I think that's important to recognize that sometimes it's too late. Sometimes we do make decisions that we end up regretting. Um, But in this case, I don't know what came over. I don't know what was within me to... To wait that long. I don't know. So I actually wonder... I look back and I don't know why.
0: I wanted to, So th- when we talked earlier about like... When I said I saw you or like when I met your mom, those things, I feel like there's like a very deep spiritual connection, you know? Yeah. I feel like there's definitely like many, many lifetimes. Like that, when I say deep connection, that's what I feel like. It feels like I've known this person and had like many lifetimes with Nina's soul, whatever she looked like in these different lifetimes. And I also think there's lifetimes that we potentially lived out life separately. Like maybe we came together at a strategic point and then we actually parted ways and we didn't connect. And then in this particular one, we have we found each other and we decided to actually stay together. Thanks to me. Thanks to Big N over here. And Yeah,
1: thanks to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was our story and that's how we met and that's how we got engaged and now we're married and Now we're just living life. Now we have a podcast. Now we got, yeah. And then we got a podcast. (laughs) wrote a book together. We have two Frenchies. Yeah. Welcome to our life.
0: But yeah, we thought that we would, you know, kind of do something a little different and share that story because it was a lot more fun to talk about than the other topic that we had today.
1: You know what my topic was for today? It was why we don't get what we want. And I just didn't want to talk about anything serious. It's
0: funny that you say that though, and that was the topic because a lot of the themes that were in that topic just rang true in the story we told Right. Why you don't get what you want. Like if you don't go after what you want and you pay attention to these things and you set your intentions that direction, you won't get it. Right. I think I think within our within our hearts, we we actually wanted each other, but we were resistant to it for a long time. until we woke up and then we aligned ourselves with those intentions.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Yeah, actually. Instead By of the a... way, if you guys ever found any value <laughs> out of this episode, out of our romantic love story, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.
0: If we get enough rates and reviews, we may just create a script and sell it to the Wachowski brothers for <laughs> The Matrix Part 5. Um, but no, instead of a book this week, I actually have a movie that I'd recommend that I think really aligns because every time I saw this movie, I thought about you and then it totally resonates with the feelings and experiences that I've had with like boy and the forth. Notebook. No, not the Notebook. <laughs> the movie's whack. Um, I'm I'm talking about Cloud Atlas. Oh, so yeah. So if you've never seen the movie Cloud Atlas, go check it out. But it basically shows how there's all these people throughout these different periods of time. And it's like the same spirits that come in and engage with each other. And uh, Tom Hanks is the main guy in that movie. But um, basically there's all these different timelines laid out in all these different life stories. And it shows how you keep like coming in contact with the same people and maybe even repeating the same mistakes until you learn from them and you elevate and evolve. But that is a movie that – it's a great movie in the first place. But that movie always reminded me of kind of like this concept of how we kept going back and forth and ended up together.
1: Yeah. Definitely check that movie out. I like it. And also, it's its not a coincidence that Halle Berry is the one who plays the opposite role with Tom Hanks, and she's a bit darker skinned, and so am I.
0: Look at that. There's another synchronicity. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's weird. But okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back with a more serious hopefully valuable i actually had fun this was more fun really
0: I, I want to get feedback from everybody because i felt like this was more like instead of us just talking on a topic and sometimes we get i feel like sometimes it feels
1: robotic and it feels I don't robotic, want to be robotic. Yeah. yeah
0: and so we want to make sure we're like talking about stuff and hopefully this was interesting i feel like it's kind of relatable to a lot of people hopefully so we'll find value in it but let us know if not tell us tell us your thoughts we'd love to hear them thank you
1: see you guys next week
0: bye-bye Thanks for listening to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Did you know you can connect with your hosts, Nina and Brian, on Instagram at NinaPalDixon and BrianDixon06. Be sure to reach out to them and share your thoughts and suggestions. They love to hear from you all.